So obviously want to dig into the tour, the upcoming re-entry tour, as well as a new album and get your opinion on a couple of things. But uh, first and foremost, I think we got to start with the new album, seventh album overall, see what's on the inside. And man, I got to say, I was, I was kind of shocked to see such an album so quickly since Like a House of Fire just came out May of last year. Was this new album written during the pandemic? Is that why you were uh, able to turn it out so quickly? Kind of. I think that largely depends on which timeline the pandemic is to different people. I personally spent it in Florida where we, we didn't experience very much of any kind of lockdown or quarantine or anything. So for me, there, there was not very much of a lockdown to be spoken of. Um, I know there are some people, especially around the world, who are still locked down now. So it's all quarantine still. Realistically, it was as soon as we weren't able to tour, it was idle hands are uh, an electric guitar's playground for us. You know, we weren't able to go on the road. So why not go back into the studio? I would think you would be kind of tapped, though. I mean, uh, or, or was like a house of uh, like a house on fire was that kind of had that been in the can for a while so were we already did you already have some some material working i can only speak to myself on the, the creative side but i write usually at least four five six songs a week um even when we're not recording i write for other artists as well and i write for uh, my publishing company and whatever tv show or movie or whoever needs some music written so and we, we we're constantly working and i know that when we got home from the studio um in june ben started working on the next one so i know that i don't know it's just it's a, it's a constant creative state for us at the end of the day we are in my opinion how I view myself and I believe Ben uh, views himself the same as well I'm a, a, a songwriter and song creator before I'm a touring musician so songwriting is, is your profession so that's why it's easy to, to crank out songs like this yeah then we, we go on tour to show people what we did beautiful I love it man and what can you tell me about see what's on the inside it, there hasn't been a whole lot out yet we got the single alone again which we've been rocking but with this happening during the pandemic are there any guest spots i kind of could see that going either way you could have you know any pick of who you wanted across the world because everyone's at home or did you choose to kind of go insular on this album and, and not reach out to any friends and keep it all within the band no guest spots or anything um we don't have any uh we don't have any featured work on the on the album um we do have something in the pipeline coming but it's not on the album we've dabbled with feature stuff over the years but it never it's never fully come out in a way that's that's been something that we feel represents us, which is what we want to do in albums and we want to do on our records. So it's always something that we, we hold very close and we're very involved in the whole process and every part of it we have very much our hands in. So it's not a, we don't want other people involved. It's that every time we do, it feels like it doesn't represent us as much. And that's what we're trying to get across when we're, when we're creating this stuff. So more than anything, it's just, you know, a nice little piece of ourselves. It's like we're creating a little, a little, a little child to put out in the world. You know, speaking to you vocally, I've noticed on the, on the single, and there was a song on the last album, and, and I'm kind of liking it, I'm kind of curious, but there's almost a little bit of like a, a Michael Jackson bite to your voice I've heard on a couple tunes recently. Are you a Michael Jackson fan? Michael Jackson is where it all started for me. Aha! So I'm not crazy in hearing that and picking up on that. You're, you're not crazy. I didn't know it was even audible. But you're not crazy in in, uh, in hearing it. Um, yeah, it, it started with Michael Jackson. From there, I kind of that's where I learned 
to fall in love with funk and soul and blues and from there found like through blues found rock and roll and that's what brought me here yeah because there's that little like bite I don't know I don't know the right word to describe it but I'm, I'm hearing a little bit more of that and I'm loving it man because it's so tasty and, and loving what you're doing yeah. with the vocals here do you uh, thank you when you write lyrics does it have to be biographical or autobiographical or do you just write based on things that you see in the world around you it doesn't have to be almost everything that I am releasing is um, I mean when I'm writing for other people and writing with other people it's generally not it's about what their life experiences are and helping them reach reach something that represents them and is a, a, a little moment in time of something they've experienced and how they're feeling when I'm writing for myself it, it, it is generally very very personal there's a I mean I've, I've done a couple there's probably maybe four or five in my whole career that have been observant than anything actually no no I say that a, a, a fair amount of like a house on fire was very outward looking there was a lot of social commentary on that record and a lot of political commentary not based on either side I'll add it's based on disagreeing with everyone um, <laughs> but it was uh, that that was kind of the, the only collection of work really that I've done not personal so the the album is appropriately entitled see what's on the inside see what's on the inside of, of Danny's brain what's going on inside of his head a very filtered <laughs> a very filtered <laughs> version yeah <laughs> where did the uh, talk about Alone Again the new single we're playing and, and the, where did that come from I feel like we grew up on the road we grew up doing this and being in front of cameras and being in front of people and crowds and fans for all of our adulthood and the back end of our teenage years so I think a, lo- a lot of the things that people get to explore and try on in terms of personality and how to conduct themselves and you know what feels right trying to find themselves and who they are and sculpt and mold the, the person that they're going to be we did in front of cameras with people cheering or telling us do that don't do that do that and, and instead of being like what do I like where do I feel comfortable where do I feel like uh, like I belong what feels right for me and for me I think I've spent a large amount of my life struggling with that without realizing with not really knowing where I fit in and who I am and where I belong so that song was uh, almost two years I've been by myself kind of just absorbing who I am and I got to really soul search and, and dig deep into my mind and I learned a lot about myself so that song is kind of reflective of that with learning those things about myself and the the, the people I surrounded myself with and the things that I show myself with and the, the things I tried to achieve and the, the social place I, I thought I wanted to be at turned out to be completely inaccurate I'm actually much much more satisfied with being much more minimalist with my circle I'm, I'm much happier having 15 20 phone numbers in my phone and they're all people that I love very dearly than having 300 numbers of people who are famous and I don't really give a cuss about. <laughs> right, right. Some goodness to be in alone. I, I think we're, like you said, you're almost programmed to be around people and constantly be socializing, but uh, I feel like I certainly get a lot done within my own head being alone again. Yeah. Some people feed off being around people. Some people are very social. Some people love being around people, the people persons, as we call them, um, and very very outgoing, and they love that. They feed off that energy. They enjoy it. They, they like crowds. They like big spaces. For me, like, I don't ever want to be around that. I'm comfortable in front of crowds, not inside crowds. And it's no anxiety, no mental stuff for many reasons like that. Other than I just like being by myself. I like my personal space. I like shutting up in a room and either 
playing music or taking photos or whatever it happens to be that I'm doing at that time. Love the tune, and I love that we're going to get to see you live along with A Day to Remember at the Hollywood Palladium coming up here on October the 20th, the re-entry tour. And great name for a tour because that's what it is. It's re-entering the touring world for you guys. You guys have done a couple shows now. I imagine it feels great to be back out there and, and probably soar in some parts that you weren't expecting to be. These first couple, we've encountered some speed bumps. We've found some uh, mostly technical issues. We've gotten to smooth out over these two festivals, um, which are, as I'm sure everyone can imagine, incredibly stressful and frustrating at the time. But at the end of the day, we have so many equipment things and so many electrical things. And uh, I mean, obviously, in, in your line of work, you know, the more cables you plug into something, the more things that ought to go wrong. Right. Um, but you know, we're we're slowly figuring it out. We've got the first show I think tomorrow, so we're gonna be we're gonna be rocking and rolling. It's gonna be all right. How about how about physically after the first show back? I mean, I, I'm sure you do all the practicing in the world. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's sore in places, muscles you didn't even know you existed on your body. I'm sure. Yeah, I, well, it, it's confusing because I feel like I'm in a better shape than I have been for most of my life. I'm a little soft in the middle right now because I've been eating dairy. Uh, my body don't agree with that. But in terms of my, my fitness, I feel like I'm in the best place now. I've got a trainer. I've spaced the last two years in the gym and then I got on stage and I was like this is very different I am out of breath <laughs> I was like how am I how am I out of breath and I'm like I'm like because I don't work out at the gym while holding my breath and uh, this is all my job is it's just holding my breath a lot so I gotta <laughs> I gotta figure out some new stuff to to get to get back on for that and I imagine uh, excited to play with uh, data remember are those guys old friends have you toured with them before um, we've never toured with them we've, we've done a couple festivals we've, we've run each, into each other over the years obviously similar circles um, just within the, the touring that we have done so this is uh, this is going to be a first I'm looking forward to it. Last time I saw you guys was at that same exact venue with uh, Bad Wolves and Papa Roach a couple years yep. ago, which was a hell of a tour yeah, yeah. as well. I was. In talking about uh, old friends, I, I think you could appreciate it. I was just talking to uh, Joshua Moore from We Came As Romans, and they're going back and, and doing their uh, their first album to plant a seed from 2009. And of course, knowing I was talking to you made me go back to that same 2009 uh, era. And it was funny. I think you could appreciate what Joshua said to me. He was like, man, we were trying to cram like 85 riffs into like 10 different time signatures as just a sign of the time of music back then as it was back in 2008, 2009. I think we very much at that point just didn't know what we were doing. Everything was just a, an amalgamation of ideas to where, and I've talked about this a couple of times with, with my writing back then, I'd never sang. So I didn't, I didn't, that wasn't my, I'd written songs for many years, but never as the singer. Um, and I'd never written metal music so for me, it was, I was, I had like a notepad with basically like individual lines, basically writing like very short little kind of four to six line poems. And it was just stuff that I thought was cool, like a nice little quirk to it or a nice little ring to it. And then that album was done by just piecing those together. So like, oh, that rhymes with that one. So put them together. If you break down the lyrics, it's like, oh, this makes sense. <laughs> this is the diary of a madman. But it was just, I didn't, I didn't know what we were doing. And we didn't. Like, we wrote our first album going into the studio to record it. We, uh, we were not a band for a very long time before we went in. So it was, it was a unique experience. But I think we've, we, had a, we had a flame up our ass. We, we moved over to America. We gave ourselves no other option than to make this work so I think ultimately that was the the chapter we always knew where we wanted to be we always wanted to be in a huge rock band which is I think what, why the reason most of us are here but ultimately I think that was that was our first step and that world can kind of eat you a little bit where you get put in a box and people really like putting people in boxes musically especially within that um, genre a subgenre. It, it took us a little longer to get out of it than we hoped, but you know we're here. We're rocking. Yeah, and and crushing it, and and certainly have changed and developed over the years. And I was kind of curious. Do you think is it, is it more?
more of touring and experience and becoming uh, writing more songs overall that that develops and, and matures the sound to where it is today or is it just also growing up and being an older individual being an older adult than you were a kid when you first did those first few records it, it can be argued as both and neither I think I think our ability to do it now is more so why we do it because I don't think we could have before physically I don't think we had the knowledge or the experience yet I don't think we had the I think the reason it took us so long to start developing in straight up rock music was probably a lot of confidence issues where it was we thought we weren't weren't ready to do it when I think in reality we probably were but ultimately this is what we always wanted to do we wanted to write big rock songs we grew up on I mean between us everything from Rolling Stones to Metallica when you break it all down it doesn't matter whether you're listening to ACDC or Aerosmith or Journey or Michael Bolton and if you really break it all down it's just rock music and that's that's all we ever wanted to do the last couple of things I got for you here Danny uh, talking about writing music and stuff is, is uh, a solo album number three coming is that in the pipeline it's not it's not even on my radar right now I'd, I'd, I'd written for it and then we said hey let's do a new Asking album so everything that doesn't have Asking Alexandria's name on it is currently on the back burner the time will come I don't know when I can't give people even a, a speculative timeline um, the focus is all here right now I may have written a collection of songs as I'm just writing but just feel right and I'm like it's time but until until then, this is this is kind of the focus, and I'm not even thinking about that schedule yet. And I imagine the same with it, the, the autobiography as well. Then, well, that one was more so. I think that's actually funny. The second person that asked me about this this week, <laughs> <laughs> um, that one was more so. I, I kind of had a realization that maybe I was getting a little ahead of myself as I was getting through it. I was like, I'm getting to the end of this story, and this is a very fucking short book. I think I have a lot more life to live and a lot more lessons to learn before I sit down and try to do this. I, I feel that exact same way today as I did all those years ago where I'm just getting started we're in the very very early chapters I I agree but at, hey at least you got those early chapters done in, in 10 20 years if you decide to go back at least you'll have that that portion of it done you know it'll be one day but again that's that that one I can say is not gonna be for when you when 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 this blows up and we'll all know when that time comes that's when I'll sit down and have that conversation with my uh, with my management and be like hey I think it's time <laughs> all right perfect last thing I got for you Danny uh, we're an old school radio station we still do mandatory metallica every night at 10 o'clock we're gonna do it with you you're gonna be a part of mandatory metallica can we talk a little bit metallica you mentioned them before you're certainly a fan of metallica and crazy that the black album is now 30 years old well i am about to get lambasted i mentioned metallica because that's that was, i know that was ben's favorite band and it was uh one that inspired some of the guys a lot i have to date and like i say, i'm about to get lambasted i've never heard a full metallica album what um I know, I know, I know, I know. It's blasphemous. That was always uh, much more on the heavier side. I was on the Michael Bolton and Journey side of the spectrum. I loved me some Rod Stewart and uh, Rolling Stones, and Wilson Pickett was a, was a big part of it. And I was very much on the on, on the bluesier side. So I I have yet to be sat down and had an education session from Benjamin Bruce on the art of Metallica. <laughs> I figured that would have been like week one, first tour or something. So, even. with that in mind, with it being mandatory Metallica, I offer the table to you as a diehard Metallica head. If you were to introduce me to one Metallica song first before anything else, I have heard Metallica songs, of course. But assuming I was completely new, and if you were to show me one song, what would be your song? Master of Puppets. Boom, there we go. Do you know that song by Metallica? I do. I'm I'm going to re-listen to it on this, well, not on this call, because I'll be able to hear you, but I'll do it with you in honor after this call. <laughs>
again. I love it. And certainly, I would think you'd appreciate the, the, the if not the band, the brand that they've uh, created over the past absolutely. 40 years. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like I know a lot more about their business than I do their, their music. And I've taken a lot of cues and tried to learn a lot of lessons from it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time and best of luck out there on absolutely. the road. Can't wait to see you at the Hollywood Thank you very Palladium. Much. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.